0: Hello trainers and welcome to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am your co-host, Taco Dog, joined by my wonderful co-host, Jet Force Gemini. We
1: made it to the end of the cycle.
0: It has been such a grind for that. Anyway, <laughs> if you're new around here, welcome. We are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that talks about the lower factions in Sylph Arena that be from open to bronze and we also like to tell a lot of jokes and meme on myself and niantic definitely yeah they i think they they get bullied more than i do on the show so
1: (laughs) or just you know we'll take that on the game in general i guess
0: that's true so we do have some news after an amazing run with the angry bottoms faction the time has come for myself and Jet to start our own faction because, honestly, running one was, like, helping run one was super fun, and I kind of want to try, I kind of want to try something new, so you all are proud, you all are un- un- witnessing or listening to the unveiling of our new faction, Dean air don't care.
1: Woo! <laughs> I'm excited for it, especially to uh, be under the Dragonear banner.
0: I think so, too. And I do want to take this time to say that the Angry Bottoms faction will, will always be where I got my start battling as a team and learning and kind of using, using them as a reference to learn about rules and how to be an effective factions player. And they will always have a special place in my heart. I do want them to, I, like I told them, a, I do want to make sure that we're leaving on the best of terms. And it was nothing personal. I loved each and every one of those players. And I want to give a special shout out to the faction captain National Bowler 1 for giving me the opportunity of bringing me on as a I know absolutely nothing about factions PvP at the start of this year.
1: Yeah, and and I was in the same boat and it always it always feels good to be invited to a team and it's it's been a fun ride i know this last cycle i didn't do quite as well as the first cycle but i mean it's there's there's always there's always more to learn
0: i was gonna say if we're talking about our performances i did get 3-0'd twice and it took me Took me a couple of of, t- of of bouts before I was able to kind of find my footing. So we all go through that slump, jet.
1: I'm just not used to it.
0: <laughs> I- I'm gonna say this uh, with all of the with all the respect in the world. Sometimes we have to learn how to lose badly before we know how to dominate the PvP scene.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was of course a nice wake-up call for how the times had changed and I couldn't I couldn't freewheel quite as much as I had last cycle where I I don't want to talk down on anyone of course but I, I feel like the quality of play just improved a lot between cycles
0: I will 100% agree with you on that just fighting the the newer team the newer teams that were created, as well as the kind of the heavy hitters seeing their seeing them like getting to know them talking to them on the on some matches like hey like we would try to meet up with them and then i would talk we would talk after a little bit like hey you get you played your you played this matchup really well this was something i'd never heard of even if it was a win or a lose and they would say yeah i had never seen this type of pokemon used uh after i had found like my footing and your opponents brought a lot of random stuff in addition to the meta
1: Mons. Yeah, or even even just on the teams that I was against, there was more than once where they I just had such a bad read on what they actually ended up bringing to the matchup. and that was that was costly too. but it's it's been really fun to see some and, and get to know some new names and then see them playing in the play pokemon regional events. It's like, oh, hey, a talking Pikachu. I know that guy.
0: <laughs> right. And I I wish like I said, i had wish everybody, I hope you had an amazing if this was your, if this was your first cycle. I hope you had a great run. If you guys are continue or if y'all are continuing the on the same teams or if you're moving teams, I wish you luck with your new teams and i can't wait to see what the last the last leg of season 2 cycle 3 brings
1: yeah especially especially knowing that the the fourth portion is into championship mode right and
0: i'm well of course since this is my first time i'm not sure if say at the end of cycle 3 they'll take the I say would say like the top 4 teams and put them in this giant tournament style bracket or not. To me it, it I don't entirely know what they'll do. But I'm am looking for I'm looking at some really good things.
1: A lot of the feedback, oh yeah, sorry. I was I was just going to say a lot of the feedback that I got from people just kind of as their personal recap was that they're just ready for new metas in general and I've, I've i've ended up jo- enjoying how the last few worked more than i anticipated just at the outset like there were clearly some front runner picks but they really evolved in ways that were pretty surprising
0: right and of course kind of looking at what players had brought into the certain metas such as prime evil you had so many different cores that worked it was very hard to The cores felt very rock-paper-scissors-esque, but once you kind of surrounded those to try to like break the opposing core, that you would think it was very hard to bring like say a double dragon core and then try to find support to beat the fairies. And then if your opponent brought double ice, and it goes well, this one's going to be hard to play around. But I think that I think I can pull at least a point or two off.
1: Yeah, and and that was a big part of what made them fun is obviously anytime you have a meta where frostlass is central there's going to be a good amount of energy management involved <laughs> it's like even even winning yeah. switch ne- wasn't necessarily a win con always where if if the frostlass or sometimes the cradily got too much energy like that that could just be lights out for that game
0: i definitely had my my fair share of trying to play around cradily Frostlass was surprisingly easy to play around, and I was actually beating it a lot more with my Dragonair just spamming Aquatail, which I thought was kind of weird. I <laughs> thought I was just... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I thought I was somehow cheating the system, seeing as I had a Dragon-type that was beating an Ice-type that hits like a truck.
1: Yeah, and, and that was a but... that was a matchup that was definitely spotlighted by this particular meta that maybe people hadn't been super familiar with before, but... Now you've got that under your belt. That one shield is not that bad for a Dragonair.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I think one of my biggest, one of my big regrets of this meta was, I think Kingdra, despite it being ranked so low, could have been a decent-ish answer to Frostlass if it got a very spammy move, like we had talked about the last two weeks. Not trying to beat the dead horse on this.
1: One. <laughs> beat the seahorse on this one.
0: But kind of going with the. In that sort of frame, I was very excited to see how, like, I would say see the different types of. Of. Train. Or not trainers, but the different types of Pokemon being brought. We are now also looking at some Niantic news. And by the time this episode goes live, I believe the Greedy Gluttons event will be. Over and I hope everybody had a chance to snatch up as many Guzzlords to trade down into Great League PvP as well as having enough to be in the Ultra League PvP.
1: And you know, made sure to TM all the Shadow Pokemon and pick up their new Shadow Mewtwo as well. Is it
0: I mean for me it's kinda of bad because I have a a good Great League Shadow Mewtwo? that really only shines in the Kanto Cup, and then I don't really want to spend 600,000 Stardust powering up another Mewtwo to be in the Master League yet. I think I'm okay. All I did was TM frustration away.
1: I mean, it never hurts to have another role at it. Did I tell you that I played the beginning Great League this uh, season with the Shadow Mewtwo? No, you didn't, actually. It was so much fun. <laughs> uh, How did you ever get a charge like move those, off? Those level one through or rank one through ten battles, where it's just like a, a sweet, sweet reminder of what most of the Pokemon Go player base is like. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got several, several charge moves off.
0: I was going to say also when you're I guess trying to speed run through the the things that just say compete instead of win battles. It makes it a little bit more fun.
1: Yeah, up up, up through rank 7. Don't got to win anything. <laughs> that is that is okay, we're almost we're almost back around to that too. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> did, did did you did you uh, go past rank 18? I did. I
0: did. I will I'll talk more about that in the GVL progress section. Okay. I've been slowly good, good, climbing good. a bit. Anyway, so with that out of the way now, we can kind of jump into a recap of the final the final standings for each of the tiers, the moment we've all been waiting for. Starting with the second most chaotic tier that we go over, which is open. And just
1: Yeah, the organized organized chaos.
0: <laughs> and in this one, the biggest surprise was the Turtle Squad went undefeated and they kind of flew under everyone or I think they flew under everyone's radar, knocking off teams or besting teams like Stadium Elite Silver, the Juggernaut who we thought was SoCal Swablu, and I I wanna say MJ's pick in Glorious Bastodons.
1: They they had a weighted first bout score that uh didn't hold up well, but those Tappan turtles, they they really showed up.
0: They did. There was there was absolutely no like nobody stood in their way.
1: I, I will say I will I will ask you to just check quickly how many of their bouts they won by one point, but Oh,
0: okay, I will. Oh. So they beat Battle Boys by one. SoCal Swablu, Bad Mewtwo's. They beat the like team. The play two through second through fourth place. Just very, very close matches. Like my goodness,
1: came out on the right side every time.
0: So congrats to y'all. I wish you the best of luck in Iron, and hopefully you can continue that amazing that amazing run do
1: do they have to go to iron now they don't they do
0: (laughs) so one thing that we do have to point out that we were wrong about or I was also wrong about when I first read it is from iron tier the top four or from open tier the top four teams get promoted into iron and then you have to win if you get first place in iron tier you can jump all the way to bronze tier so that is the all your hard work and you go up one tier however
1: you you get to play the regular round row up in format
0: i guess that can be the prize which doesn't sound like much of a prize but i'm going to think that it kind of is
1: especially when you have to stay in the top six to keep doing it
0: <laughs> that is true and then one thing I want to point out is I want to give a special shout-out to Nebraska Winter Vortex, Pioneer Valley, and, of course, <laughs> the Angry Bottoms, who came one win away.
1: Every time.
0: The Angry Bottoms came and they tied for sixth. And and with uh, the Pioneer Valley team. But the Pioneer Valley team used the exact same lineup day in or week in and week out and made absolutely no substitutions and was able to pull out a 6 a 6 and 3 record
1: I oh wow when when I I saw that at first I thought it was because they only had 7 people but hey if if it's not broken (laughs) they brought
0: a, a whole yeah they brought a whole whole thing and I'm not sure if it was uh, if it was a, a my a thought process of uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it or if the three alternates were just on there for the ride,
1: but or or if they're in a coaching role and that's that's something that I think oh, shoot. counts for a lot, especially if if you're there to help with streaming battles or team building, especially where you can just have another set of eyes on, on everything. It's like, okay, you might be not be the one in the battle, but if you're helping with scrims and everything else, then that's, that's a nice teammate to have.
0: You know, quite honestly, now that you pointed that out, I had never thought about that. That is interesting.
1: It's like, I, I would love to play a coaching role.
0: If, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take notes of that for our faction team.
1: <laughs> it's it's possibilities. We don't know.
0: But I, I want to give a, a special shout out to that one because I thought, like you said, I thought there was only seven, but seeing as they fielded a full team, that was still a very amazing part. At least I thought it was pretty cool. And then... I do also want to give a shout out on the Stadium Elite Silver. Enhoff fought in almost every single, every single slot except Master League.
1: That's that's another thing that I'm looking forward to trying this next cycle is fielding more fields. That
0: is that is a goal of mine as well. Except I I want to see what what metas do get revealed. I do know that the arena is going back to Ultra open, so I may shy away from that one because I don't have too many Ultramons built. But the other fields I'll definitely want to try to play in a bit.
1: Yeah, I I thought the Ultra field would be nice to expand, honestly, and give it a couple slots.
0: I was going to say here, not, um, I was going to say maybe if we can let Megas in the Great league. They'll be super squishy, but they'll hit like a truck. Oh man! <laughs> I
1: do... But I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to save IVs for potential. I <laughs> Great League Mega. I actually do have a Charmander
0: that I'm waiting to evolve into a Charizard. It's level six and it's a ninety-nine point seven Great League Mega. It's
1: Like I, I already saved too many little cup things. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't need the other end. Yeah, I don't fight. I don't fight a little cub. <laughs> so, what are you, you going to do next week? Cry. Uh, I mean, it's bonus dust, and the battles are super fast.
0: Okay, I'll throw a team together and watch my rank. tank. Watch my rank. My uh, Elo tank from twenty-three thirty to eighteen hundred.
1: I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> you could have. You could have the solution.
0: It's just sitting there. Yeah, that's, that's fair, I guess. But <laughs> kind of not looking. Any,
1: any anyone else you wanna you wanna call out?
0: I was actually gonna move over to the Hear Me Pie War team for the last time, seeing that they fought fought off RG Vengeance and they were able to end with a record of four and five, which I think is a great start for their first cycle. It is everybody kind of moves around at different paces. So looking at the kind of looking back at the primeval slot, I am seeing a tree and a dreaded Alolan Muck. Boo. I did lose to an Alolan Muck twice <laughs> in mine. However, looking at Quag's Goyo team, they brought a Tyrant, which is a pretty neat a pretty neat, I'm not going to say too much of a spice pick, but it's there. And
1: We I mean we did we did talk about it a lot last week on the team that was opposing Jeremy Pyroar, so it's it's cool to see it picked up then from the other side. It's like, oh hey, that was that was pretty cute. Let's try it out. The
0: unfortunate part is Quags Goyo did lose one to two against a team that on paper it looks very squishy with Frostlass, Shiftree, and Dayne. But a little on the bulky side with Lapras and Cradley as Pivot. And I'm not sure where to put Dragonair. If it's attack-weighted or if it's a bulky boy.
1: I, I tend to think of Dragonair as attack-weighted. Okay. Just because even even no neutral hits can get kind of scary for Dragonair.
0: Right. And the only thing that really kind of threatens this Dragonair on the other side would be the Tyrant, Altaira, and Lapras with Lapras kind of hardwalling Dragonair unless you sub out Aquatail for Dragon Pulse, but
1: I mean, Dragon Breath still going to do a nice bit of damage, and then it's one of those situations where the Body Slam addition is very nice for Dragonair to be <laughs> able to chip away because Lapras can't hit back for neutral if it's running Surf, like at least unless it's going up for a Skull Bash or something, and that it, like it always feels weird. <laughs> it's like sure the the ice shards are, are doing a bit, and the skull bash is nice even for the defense buff, but it's like all all they got to do is shield, and you're just stuck in this matchup for longer.
0: And of course, with skull bash t- being a very expensive move, you typically when Lapras get to that point, they're already in the final one third of their health, so it's kind of a wasted buff if you if you think if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, the the health investment is is high, for sure.
0: It is a great but bait. Move, you end up so, like building up to Skull Bash and then hitting it with a Surf Bait. Yeah, kind of looking at the the team as well. We have an Alolan Graveler, which I I didn't get to use at all this one.
1: How did? Well, I was I was going to ask you how you feel about Alolan Graveler in this meta in general. I I'm still unconvinced. Obviously, it doesn't help that it's on. The side that didn't win as many games this time, but I, I just felt like it was underperforming all, se- all cycle.
0: I yeah, that is kind of my sentiment, and especially with a rock blast, stone edge, kind of that's the general, the general consensus of that. But looking at, like looking at Lowell and gravel, at least against this team. You threaten the Lapras and the Frostlass a little bit, but you have to be very, very careful with Shiftry, Dragonair, and of course Cradily. I think maybe this this mon was very much trying. You were trying to line it up to get you locked into something, but that's very like lead dependent or switch. We're trying to keep up the switch advantage
1: and i guess just to have more of my thought process out loud the the part of, that seems the most attractive about Alolan graveler is the fact that rock for the most part is unresisted in the in the meta so yeah that part of that like i understand the that appeal of it so i'm i'm wondering at what point you just pull the trigger on going all in on triple rock especially if you're staring down a double grass plus a dragon and electric type and you just say you know what i'm running rock throw a and graveler
0: that is definitely a choice <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's a good choice but it is the the opportunity is there and this I and mean, quags goyo did run a, a triple rock core actually with the tyrant cradley and graveler kind of filling different roles respectively but I think the pivot was mainly with Cradley, seeing as that the only thing that really hurt it that that much was could have been the Frostlass landing ice moves.
1: And even that, you get to keep on its toes with a potential Stone Edge,
0: right? And then kind of I'm gonna move up to the Snow Miss Soup matchup with Cub's Tory or Cubs Story. I'll I'll one day I'll learn how to pronounce trainers' names. I promise.
1: I still, I still want the Capitals to be somewhere. <laughs>
0: of course, we have the, we have another Alolan, a double Rock Core and double Dragon with Alolan Graveler and Cradley. and then Altair and Dragonair respectively going up against a Tapu Fini, double Ice, an Alolan Muck, and then Galvantula and Cradily on this one as well. I think that Alolan.
1: Yeah, she's 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 really stuck with the Fini.
0: Right. I think that Alolan Muk really was kind of the Dark Horse pick in this in this meta, where a lot of people were using it, but from where I'm looking at it, I'm not entirely sure why, if there's only two fairies that can kind of be handled by Lantern, and say, yeah, pretty much Lantern can handle both of them decently well.
1: Uh, so, to me, it, it, it interrupts the other super common... Pairing in this meta, which is the the frostless cradily, mm.
0: but most I would say most Alolan Mucks are running poison jab. No,
1: I mean that's that's the the advantage of a pick like that. In my mind, is you've got multiple modes at your fingertips. It's it's one of the things I learned to do. Especially if I was up against a team that had, say, uh, Mandibuzz on their lineup, is I just threw both versions into the matrix of. What does it do if it's air slash and what does it do if it's snarl? Because I need I need to know both because obviously they function, so which should I be prepared to see? And I and I think that's always going to be true about something like an Alolanuk is you get to threaten multiple modes. Gotcha. And I think there's a lot of a lot a lot of power in that.
0: I figured like with a Pokemon like Mandibuzz, Snarl was just an objectively better move to use.
1: You really don't get the pressure onto opposing fighters if you're running the snarl version, just again because Air laces is truly awful. <laughs> but it never misses. It's like, yeah, even even as good as air slashes, also. <laughs> it it's it's really it's really a matter of something like it's 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 sort of how old lantern used to work where if you needed it to do water damage you you, you basically needed to run water gun because the hydro pump was so unreliable mm. and it's just just to give a little bit more context like that that's it's it's sort of a similar situation where yeah you can you can ship with aerial ace but if you're really needing to do the flying damage you, you need the air slash as well
0: gotcha okay that's a very insightful a very good insight into ma- the pokemon like Mana Buzz, cuz i just recently built one for the the willpower cup last week or two weeks ago and i haven't used it since but i have it
1: <laughs> oh man the 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 the, the mirror cup
0: i was i'll, I'll be honest with you i was also a degenerate that used a charm a charm shadow latias
1: i mean at least you did one of the cool ones <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it was very expensive like
1: yeah but i mean you, you got a chance to to pull it out of the shed and give it give it some daylight some vitamin d that's
0: true speaking of i was also looking at some other interesting matchups we had two three o's on each side, or one 3 on each side respectively, with a humble brag taking down Duplex structure with a very I would say interesting team to say the least because I'm looking at that Lurantis but it's on the losing side and the Shadow Swampert looks like it had a lot of free play on this team.
1: Yeah, du- Duplex's team looks like it was balanced around opposing fighting types more than anything where you have the Galarian Stunfisk being their restricted pick and Altaria kind of forming a rather good core to start with but then the rest of it having double counter with the defense Deoxys and Scrafty and Alola Ninetales kind of balancing out then again extra cover for opposing fighters and it's like I get that mindset of kind of wanting to have your team be as threatening as it is weak but when you end up against the one Meta and then you, you really don't have anything outside of the Altaria that soaks the Shadow Swampert well. Right.
0: I think that's kind of
1: well the the, the Lorantis, I guess too, right? Uh,
0: Lorantis. The, the Lorantis's preferred boost set is Fury Cutter, Leaf Blade, and Superpower. Correct. Okay. So I think I think the train of thought was I have a Lorantis. I can. Still do dent, or I can still threaten the Swampert and Tapofini, Fini, but I do have to watch out for, say, and the Altaria or Frostlass, because I'm gonna go down like like a, a wet paper, or get shredded like a wet paper. Excuse me. Yeah,
1: Frost, Frost, Frostlass especially looks like it had decent angles against several of their picks,
0: and especially if you could land that Shadow Ball against Defense Deoxys, that would hurt it significant or help it significantly.
1: overall I'm guessing fini had a field day and all it really had to avoid was the lorantis heads up.
0: Right. I'm gonna guess that Tabufini was probably just uh moon blasting its way across until it saw Galarian Stunfith and said, Okay, I'm gonna surf you and that's very much what it did.
1: <laughs> and the nice thing about being slightly attack weighted in Great League on your water fairy is you are in a very different position of using that surf bait, where even if it goes unshielded, like it's still a decent chunk out of a neutral matchup.
0: Right, and so I guess like since I haven't used a fini in that league yet, I'm gonna try to to use one soon-ish. I just gotta trade for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the acquisition is is not easy, <laughs> especially now that they're kind of. Fewer and farther between in people's boxes.
0: Right. And I'm kind of moving on to the other three-o and the Master League, and I'm a little perplexed as to how a three-o was able to happen with a team like the one I'm seeing.
1: They are very similar.
0: With the exception of
1: in, in fact the, the Zacian and Dalgar
0: and Togekiss and Excadrill.
1: Right. I was I was gonna say they have just kind of slotted in slightly different picks for the same or similar typing i'm interested where they they both got a fairy and both got another a secondary steel type outside of a metagross
0: right and kind of looking at it i think this one might have just been either a rock paper scissors in three different ways or something along those lines <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well and yeah, there's there's so many of especially when you get to the Master League matchups that are just so specific and different from our experience in Great and Ultra League even that without a matrix it can be hard to keep track of like which one actually gets the angle here. Mm -hmm. It's like so
0: that was gonna say like Kyogre's preferred moveset in the master league is surf and either thunder or ice beam no
1: it's got the big ice it's got the blizzard oh, it, option blizzard yeah that just
0: goes to show y'all i have no idea what kyogre's move uh, movesets are
1: <laughs> we're, we're back on the vgc
0: <laughs> you're right so blizzard thunder surf and hydro pump is it's is the preferred moveset remind me to to take notes in the Master League, or try to get a Master League analyst that we can refer all questions to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and and I think the the short answer might be that um, Dialga in the right hands can can make all the difference, and it can be difficult to navigate if you don't have a dedicated counter. And as far as I know, like those those are kind of loose terms around Dialga. Like, <laughs> Right. It's like you you might rely on the mirror just to just to get out.
0: So then, I would say yeah, because then if well maybe I guess one of the, I guess Dialga tried to land a Draco Meteor where they probably shouldn't have, and maybe swapped out into something because they didn't want the attack debuff. But I think you really only go for Draco Meteor if you're facing an opposing dragon that or something that resists the the Iron Head. Like the Exedro, Metagross, or Kyogre. Oh, and Zacian, I forgot about that. Oh, no, Zacian, you want to hit with Iron Head.
1: Yeah, you'll de- you definitely want to Iron Head the fairies. Curse you fairies!
0: I sound like Crocker for a sec.
1: But yeah, what what <laughs> what little of Master League I've experienced myself. It, it can get out of hand very quickly, so... Right, I was gonna say. There's... <laughs> there's, there's a lot to be said for just having put in the time, and... Knowing those matchups better than we do because it uh, it usually shows.
0: What I was gonna say was that I think that I can do I can do Premier Master League Classic really well, but I'm very unaware of the I'm very unaware with the Master League Open, which I know that this meta uses.
1: Yeah, I mean, just kind of as a. Final comment on that particular matchup, it's cool to see origin form floating in to the Master League here in the last weeks after it got back through the actual available pool so people could excel it all the way.
0: Right. And that was definitely something to to look at, thankfully. I was I was happy that Garatino came back. I didn't raid any of them. Yeah,
1: the the new (laughs) the new charge move wasn't all it could have been, but it is. It, it it did just give it an excuse to pop up on the nearby again.
0: I was also about to say that move requires all the energy, right? All one hundred.
1: Uh, I know. I know they brought it down some. I forget exactly where it ended up, but it's a lot. Yes, it's luckily not the full hundred. <laughs> Whoops. Outside of outside of of course being a one bar for for your raid and gym stuff.
0: I think I definitely think Shadow Force is more of PVE move rather than P V P. But I think somebody will say no, you're wrong, and here's why, because this is the internet.
1: I hope they do. It makes it makes for a conversation. That's
0: true. As long as I don't get canceled. Ooh. Uh,
1: yeah. Tip tiptoe tiptoe around the cancel.
0: <laughs> you can't cancel the taco. Taco is the cancelable. Also, fun fact: I just caught a ninety-eight percent Ultra League Nidorino that I can evolve into Nidoqueen. So, time to become the Maybe. degenerate in Ultra League.
1: Hey, I just I just ran a, a Nidoqueen to legend, so I am obviously on Team You. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. Well, all right.
1: Before <laughs> before we leave Pyroar, I gotta. <laughs> I gotta point out the, the timeless matchup because I, I spied a Ludicolo, Donfan, and Camera on Sea Dog's team on RG Vengeance.
0: I think I'm more shocked at the fact that Sea th- that Dog did not get 3 0'd.
1: Yep. Well, but not to be outdone or left behind in the spice, Kobenji has a Need Arena. So. Hey, but
0: that Thunderbolt, I tell you, that Thunderbolt, oh no wait, Thunderbolt with Need what did need arena get uh,
1: I, I oh no it got think thunderbolt I yeah blocked it out
0: poison fang sludge bomb thunderbolt or dig so anyway as i was or saying return oh return yeah.
1: is is another likely one
0: but as i was saying need arena with thunderbolt it was a choice
1: it it could have been made but <laughs> i i am still of the opinion that poison fang return unless unless you have a ghost in front of you is is just Usually superior.
0: That's fair. I I do want to say probably in this matchup, they had Sludge Bomb and Dig, or maybe Poison Fang and Dig.
1: No, they did not have Dig. No, Dig is awful.
0: But you hit the Blaze again. You hit the Camera Up, and you hit the Lantern for pretty hard damage. And the Poison Fane can no. threaten the Ludicolo, the Shiftry. <laughs> you know, it it oh, it God. just screams. Do it, like without looking at the rest of the team. It just screams, "Do it!"
1: No, th- this is this is just showing how sheltered you have been from how bad. This is.
0: <laughs> You're right. I've never actually used dig in PvP,
1: and you should. It's a great time to learn. Just, just to ignore the fact that it exists, and you'll be better off. Never. I do. I do like seeing just that kind of new cast of characters, though, and it, I'm I'm glad they got a win with it.
0: You know that camera. He would have gotten more wins. If Niantic did not get rid of Mudshot Camera up when they screwed up uh, GoFest back in June. I haven't forgotten Niantic.
1: I mean, at, at the cost of Mudshot Azumarill, this is fine.
0: <laughs> you know, when you think about it, would we really use Mudshot on Azumarill? Because we already have Bubble.
1: Yes, I mean, we use Bubble because the alternative is Rock Smash.
0: But we already have Bubble, a stab move okay. that generates energy at a pretty decent rate, and can still thr- put some pressure on rocks and ground types. If we put Mud Shot on a zoom uh-huh. reel, would it really make mm-hmm. that much of a difference? Well, maybe you can hurt maybe yes. you can hurt the electric types. I take back what I said. Mudshot Shot, <laughs> needs to be banned, but Mud Shot <laughs> needs to be put on camera. It has to happen. Please do it.
1: Okay, well, just before before we move away from the Azumarill real quick, I need you to think of all of the Fairy Wind Pokemon and how fast they suddenly get to their charge moves. Uh-huh. That that would be Azumarill. Mudshot and Fairy Wind are the same move. So we just ban Azumarill from Play Pokemon. <laughs> it's that
2: simple. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, that that is why they, they nerfed Bubble by, by one damage each, so... They've, they've tried. They have tried to see Azumarill Az- fade from existence, but Azumarill is keeps showing up. I would
0: say Azumarill is like a wart. You oh. never really get rid of it.
1: I don't like where this is going.
0: <laughs> that was my only analogy. You never really get rid of it, no matter how hard you try. Thankfully, I've never in my life gotten a wart, so I can only go off of what other people have told me. <laughs> uh,
1: results not typical.
0: <laughs> Your results may vary. This is not medical advice. You're seeking it from a taco. But I'm ready to move into iron if you are on that note. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the to the round, Robin.
0: The first, or uh, open tier plus as we call it. So the
1: winner. Oh, and of course... Open tier maximum <clears throat> spook.
0: And so we kind of hyped this matchup. It was a championship matchup last week. And the winner of that was Brave Nerds taking a 9 to 12 win over Rock Paper Slart. So with that being said, Brave Nerds is going to be moved to up 9. into the bronze tier, skipping over copper completely. Congratulations, Brave Nerds.
1: Man yeah. Well, and especially after you have what is essentially a championship match for the tier, uh, this is again one of those. No one's gonna argue with you <laughs> going making your, your double jump real quick.
0: Honestly, it could have... It, like it, uh, like we said last week, it could have been Rock Paper or it could have been Brave Nerds. They already had their spots locked up. It was just who's going to go up 1 and yep. who's going to go up 2. And I think for the fact that the match came down to essentially a 3-0. Because I think it was like 9-9 when I checked on Saturday. And I don't remember where the last 3-0 went. For headcanon's sake, I'm going Prime Evil. Uh, I'm really proud of the the work and dedication that this team had put in but not to take away from rock paper sark for a second they are still getting moved up and they're going to fight a very very a very good copper tier but with that being said
1: yeah it's it's it's, it's just like yeah it's the difference between sweeping the tier and only losing to the team that swept the tier
0: right and like i said there's no disrespect to like with that kind of record teams would kill for an eight and one record in open tier literally
1: <laughs> yeah it, it would have ensured you got out of there for a cycle
0: yeah I think I think I made this comparison back in season one but the open tier is kind of like the NC is like the college football playoff for the NCAA in football if you lose one game it's very hard to come back for it if you lose two games it's pretty much impossible you lose three good luck to you man there's a football analogy in there somewhere
1: something about winning six
0: out of nine <laughs> you know winning six out of nine typically is a good thing but it's not enough to get you promoted sadly however an iron tier might even
1: call it an
0: nice. iron tier it is we had mazer gaming academy and thunder ducks locking up the last two slots with mazer gaming's impressive win over Sfield team six the angry the angry logo is back and I'm going to say that the reason why they didn't do so well was because field team went from cute's field to angry's field I'm just saying and then mighty thunder ducks had a great showing against the frost rats with 16 to 5 unfortunately that leaves the 5th right the 5th promoted team from open sharks and wreck is going to stay in the tier for one more one more cycle we will be having Peter Pito, Peterborough Doofs, Misubi, Frostbrass, and the Oklahoma City Shell Smashers joining us in open tier at the time of this recording.
1: Those poor doofs though.
0: I feel for them. They put they put on an amazing, a pretty good a pretty good run of getting forty nine points over nine over nine weeks that averages to about five and some change. But Maybe they'll make some adjustments in an open tier and rock it back up to the top. You know, who knows? Or maybe they might say, I think we're done in factions for a little bit, so we'll take the cycle off. Once again, there's no disrespect in that, but I'm also kind of... Gl-
1: yeah, the, the, the times, they are a-changing.
0: So I do also want to point out that since Misubi is going to be in open and they have the sushi roll... And wear a new, wear a new faction. There's a chance we could fight Misubi or Musubi. I've been saying Misubi all cycle, and nobody's corrected me.
1: I mean, we gotta let you have a few, or <laughs> we just be correcting you constantly.
0: Hey, a broken clock is right twice a day, but the broken clock still needs to be reminded it's a broken clock.
1: Well, this time the clock was self-aware.
0: <laughs> I have gained sentience.
1: Which, which matchup are we are we going into?
0: I know we're supposed to follow the field team, but I really want to dive into the championship matchup.
1: I'll allow it.
0: Okay, as long as you allow it. So we'll start with the Great League spot this time with an interesting choice in trainer 12308866. 6. I think that's a phone number. I'm pretty sure that's a phone number.
1: 8675309.
0: I guess that number was taken. Kind of looking at the Toxicroak matchup, they brought Toxicroak. Look, Azumarill! Should have had Mudshot, just saying.
1: It would have done so much better.
0: <laughs> well, you had, a,
1: that would you have had been an easy 3 0.
0: You had a Mudshot, Swampert there, so that's something. And then you had Registeel, Altaria, Altaria bringing up the final end with going up against the an Altaria mirror match, Lickitung mirror match, Swampert mirror match with Charmtails, G Fisk, and Defense Deoxys. This one very much could have gone either way.
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to say you can kind of put both of these teams in very similar archetypes overall, where it's only barely not a mirror match, where you've got Glideon Stunfisk on one side, Redis Steel on the other for your Steel type, for the Fairies, you have the A-Tails and the Yazoo across from it, your Fighter slash Pseudo Fighter, Toxicroak and Defense Deoxys, and then the last three are literally the same with Altaria, Lickitung, small
0: so <laughs> And we all know how much of an annoyance Lickitung is. At least that's what I'm going to uh, say. I mean, uh, du-
1: doubly, doubly so in this matchup where it's maybe doing more work against the Defense Deoxys team just because the counter user isn't quite as effective. But I don't, I don't think Toxicroak had an easy time against the rest of the other team either.
0: Right, unless you... The only way that I see Toxicroak kind of shining is if it was locked in, or it won the lead against Galarian Stunfist, or Lickitung, and then it was possibly able to land a Sludge Bomb against the Ninetales Nine to resist that Charm.
1: <laughs> you mean you mean the dream scenario?
0: Look, a taco can dream, they, okay? They just
1: don't. They don't shield it for some reason.
0: Oh no! Even you could threaten it, but you know with two bulky with two bulky pokemon in the back with Ligatung and galarian stunfisk you would probably save your shields for a boa ninetails right
1: i will say it is it is looking like it was a pretty good bring overall because it's neutral or better into everything not named registeel mm-hmm. so does does that force does that force a registeel bring even though you know looking at swampert and galarian stunfisk on the other side
0: Right, but at least with Registeel, you can kind of threaten with Focus Blast or that that fifty percent Zap Cannon chance that everyone's apparently angry. The,
1: the, the slightly the slightly better than fifty percent chance.
0: Yeah, even though like everyone was angry about Zap Cannon getting a nerf, but that's how it was supposed to be in the main series games. It's a little on the odd side.
1: I I'm, I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about the fact that they gave it to Registeel at all, <laughs> just just because I thought that we had finally moved out of Registeel being a menace in the in the before times, and then I was gonna it, say they brought it right back. Okay, look, I'll with the zap. Cannon. I'll kind
0: of break it down though, because you tried to nerf Registeel by nerfing Flash Cannon, right, and then you had. And then you give it Zap Cannon to make it not fall too much out of favor. But you accidentally put a 100% debuff chance instead of a what should be a 50% debuff chance like in the main series games. Now, I know that you can learn Zap Cannon, Registeel can get Zap Cannon, so I'm okay for it. And I'm very much in the camp that Registeel is a meta-mon. Wait, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I meant to say. It was It was meant <laughs> to be a part of this meta.
1: I was, I was glad you brought up the nerf to Flash Cannon and how it was really specific to Registeel because I hope there's some of those changes that they revisit later on because, you know, there are other Pokemon that have access to the move and it would be nice if it was somewhat viable and not just made worse because there was one Pokemon abusing it. <laughs>
0: well, you also had, like... When the flash cannon nerf went, you had trainers kind of using Sky Attack Brave Bird Skarmory instead of using just Flash Cannon entirely, which kind of made trainers think, "Oh, are they bringing Flash Cannon, or are they bringing Brave Bird?" And that kind of, if I know, if you land a Brave Bird, you can flip essentially flip some matchups while giving up Swish advantage.
1: So yeah, Scar- I mean, Skarmory is exactly one of those Pokemon that I haven't had in mind with with this discussion because it essentially killed the moveset right where even as a coverage option so like the same for something like an Empoleon where there was a time where you could run Flash Cannon and you could do some more than decent chip to like an Altaria that you were stuck against
0: I honestly forgot that Empoleon could learn Flash Cannon
1: yeah and, and that's that's kind of the, the point I'm getting at is it's, it's another just it becomes a lost move because there was one Pokemon that was an issue, and I hope that some of those kinds of changes get get looked at again. Mm-hmm.
0: We got Flash Cannon What else Blizzard. we
1: got? We haven't, we haven't looked at Slush.
0: We have not. We can do it on this one. Okay. So looking at...
1: This one went the same way. Another, another 2-1 for Brave Nerds here.
0: I'm seeing a Regirock and a Dialga on one side. I'm not seeing Flygon, so... I'm very curious to see how amazing confused one without a flag on. But we are seeing a tank mirror and a Shadow Drapeon mirror. Can Shadow Snorlax put in work?
1: Yeah. Shadow Snorlax is great. That's that's dependable bulk and damage, especially if you need to reset.
0: Like pivot? Like kinda of pivot out of a bad matchup?
1: Or depending on the Drapion matchup, if you get a defense drop that flips a matchup, because I've seen that happen where you or your opponent gets a defense drop that makes it so you need to get out if you still <laughs> actually want to use that pokemon later because otherwise it's in immediate danger that's fair and then yeah the the full xl lantern is is just super crazy to see popping up more and more
0: lantern's always a lantern's always a, a good force a good safe pick
1: and and i think it looks decent here too which is which is nice
0: you got Surf hitting Regirock and Thunderbolt. Well, you got Surf kind of threatening Regirock mainly and Drapion. Because to bring a Lantern in the Ultra League, you need at least a level 50 XL bond. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, so 51 probably.
0: Okay, we're not going to best buddy it now, okay? <laughs> this is a number, huh?
1: It's, it's going all the way.
0: Okay. but So that, that 2-1 in favor of Brave Nerds definitely helps pull out some pull out some and you know Tank with rollout is a menace to society at least I think so
1: yeah well and it's it's again one of the big winners j- just from this last season of, of updates because I feel like this is another one where tackle is perfectly usable as well
0: you think in this one but tackle well I guess tackle would kind of do okay damage against the opposing team but I think Rollout would threaten a little bit more, would threaten Gyarados a little more, and you do already get the energy generation from it. Plus, excuse me, uh, you get the uh, energy generation from Rollout, and even though you're not hitting super effective against Napoleon, because I think Napoleon walls Miltank, if I remember correctly.
1: Unless, so Miltank is one of those that you have to decide whether or not you're going to lean Thunderbolt or Ice Beam each week. Like that's kind of the the toss up coverage move. Oh. So, Thunderbolt could be could do okay against Empoleon. but
0: well, I think you would, I think in this case you would want to run Thunderbolt because of the two water types. And I'm not really seeing a yeah. reason to bring Ice Beam to that matchup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's no there's no dragon on the other side, so that's that's usually the the thought process for going Ice Beam instead.
0: I was also gonna say now in regards to the other match, the other mill tank. I think you would want to bring Ice Beam to that one to threaten the Reggie and yep. Dragonite a little bit more.
1: And even yeah, even to hit the Dialga neutral would be nice.
0: Oh, that's right. I keep thinking that I, I'm thinking in main series games where if you're if you get hit with a super effective move, but you also get hit with a not very it's also not very effective, it's gonna be listed as not very effective for some reason.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about Gen One mechanics? Yes. <laughs> oh god
0: we don't talk about jed one anymore
1: no they uh let me hit my uh, let me
0: not let me skip the recharge on hyper beam by knocking out your pokemon
1: (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's make this bad situation worse by (laughs) making sure you don't have time to recover
0: and let's put all critical hits tied to the speed tier so toros can land critical hit after critical hit after critical hit
1: it blows my mind that victory bell was fast enough to take advantage of that as well.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if Leaf Blade was in gen we they had Leaf Blade in the game in the game with gen one mechanics.
1: I mean it's it's very similar to a, to a Razor Leaf, right?
0: Well Leaf Blade it does a seventy damage move and one hundred percent accuracy. Razor Leaf is a fifty five damage move with ninety five percent accuracy. There was that chance to miss a higher chance to miss.
1: Yeah, on top of the one in two fifty-six mischance for all moves. Yes. Uh, should we look at this master matchup just for for one more piece of information? One more bit
0: of spice that you're looking at.
1: One more. One more. Just like what what happened here? This one was a was a three-zero in favor of Brave Nerds.
0: Right. Well, the opponent brought Shadow. I'm gonna guess that Shadow Apex Lugia. And
1: I guess that's interesting that there's you you can't really del- <laughs> delineate the difference. It's like it's the shadow or the Apex. You're just
0: like I'm bringing the shadow, but I'm not telling you which one. And then <laughs> you'll see
1: soon enough.
0: <laughs> and then you had you brought Russia Ram in, which it's a choice. It's it's very much a choice. I wouldn't agree with it.
1: I feel like. I feel like we had a few matchups last week where there was a Rush Ram on both sides.
0: Really? I guess like it's me, like me personally I'm more of a, like I'll look at Rush Ram and I'm like, oh it's just a Fire type. Fire types real in my opinion, Fire types don't have a place in the Master League right now because of the amount of ground usage and dragons that are running around and the only reason you would bring a fa- uh, Fire type would be to resist a Fairy type but if you have a
1: I mean, based, based on that criteria, I'd say this was a, a perfect matchup for it.
0: So you had, so like, the Reshiram threatened the Genesect, the Excadrill, and resisted the play rough of Zacian?
1: I mean, it was, it was neutral, oh, okay. so it's, it's more of a, you get to threaten the Fire Fang, or have a completely different set of matchups if you go the Dragon Breath route.
0: All oh right, Reshiram can learn Dragon Breath.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So As you guys can possibly tell, I have no idea about Reshiram's move set. I I've, I've only raided like 4 in my entire Pokémon Go career, and all of them were Dragon Breath. I know it's one of the best. It
1: it does it does miss out on a on a bait move really, so that aspect of it is not as kind as some other master league picks, but it it does benefit from having just some of the best base stats.
0: It does also make it the one of the best fire attackers in the game, if I'm not mistaken, because yep. I I would I would talk a lot of smack about it, and then one of our raiders, Ares three two three two three, would say, "Hey, don't talk smack about my Pokemon." And I was like, "You have a soft spot for Reshiram, but I'm not sure why." So I guess like in this matchup specifically, I I would say Reshiram it looks like it had a little bit of play, but then of course you have. I don't see why you would keep Reshiram or use Reshiram when you also have a Groudon that can have Fire Punch on it and kind of do the same thing that Genes- like to the Genesect and the Excadrill while losing out on the Or
1: yeah. Better.
0: But better, yes.
1: <laughs> because you actually you get to a move that you can you can threaten with. Like the Genesect is a little bit more scary for the Groudon just because you now have to worry about the Technoblast. But Ice type you Technoblast. Or uh, Yeah, you you're a lot more comfortable into the Excadrill because now the drill runs aren't as scary.
0: Right, and that's kind of like what I'm thinking happened here. And then of course Garatina Origin had to be brought to fight off Mewtwo and the other Garatina Origin. Rounded off probably with a Togekiss to try to to try to fight off this three O. But I think Skeptical Trainer just had Brucelli. No, not Brucelli. The other trainer's number i can't pronounce it so i'm not gonna try
1: this is this is one where i do wonder about the Zacian move set just because you have you have a case for close combat and play rough but there's a couple of those that sure be nice to have that wild charge
0: yeah you're you're not entirely wrong i think that because of garotina origin already kind of being subdued with play rough and you can still hit play rough on Lugia pretty well. I think you want to go for that wild charge because you can still hit play rough on Groudon and it won't be resisted because Groudon's a ground type. I don't see a reason to put close combat on Zacian on this one. I could be 100% wrong way out in left field and that's okay, I'm just going with what my gut tells
1: me. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's, that's perfectly valid.
0: Because also Wild Charge would hit would hurt Togekiss a lot. Yep. But also...
1: And Play Rough, as, as your other option, gives you... Play Rough full... Yeah,
0: it also hurts the team. Pitcher's Choice. It hurts the team, except Genesect, and you get the neutral Ram. So good on Skeptical Tracer for reading the opponent, I guess, and making some good calls. On to Prime Evil! And we had a 3-0, but right, I'll, t- I'll do that one second.
1: For Rock, Paper, Slark.
0: <laughs> Rock, Paper, Slark takes a 3-0, but I'll go to that one after I look at Thanks versus greg and gino brought in a malamar a double dark core with malamar and alolan Muk. and that's not a core you see too often
1: yeah malamar's been pretty niche both in primeval and sorceress
0: right and then kind of looking at kind of looking at the matchup in general i'm not entirely sure how a two how a how a malamar and alolan muck was able to win but then i kind of see the rest of the other team's were very meta very meta picks
1: i mean it looks like lantern had a fairly good matchup against everything not named dragonair and the mirror lantern
0: before i forget i'm going to i'm going to make a petition to Niantic that next season lantern gets access to ice beam
1: or icy wind
0: you know what let's give it icy wind to make it more infuriating Niantic, please get on that <laughs>
1: You <laughs> maximize the thickness. You'd
0: like making things annoying for your players, so think about it. Icy Wind, Lantern. If not...
1: I think it would totally replace Dugong if it actually <laughs> got Icy Wind.
0: But then you would have to wonder, are they running Surf Icy Wind, or are they running Surf Thunderbolt, or are they running Icy Wind Thunderbolt? Looking at the Gino-Greg matchup, I think Malamar Malamar threatening superpower was kind of a play in this one because of Sudowoodo, Aurorus, and Greedent.
1: Yeah, it it looks like Feeny was kind of their only good option into Malamar, right? That throws dark and fighting.
0: Yes, because Malamar is a psychic and dark type versus...
1: Eh, I mean which is which is great when it's against like a toxic rope It's it, double it, weak can, to it, but it can use cycle cut.
0: Yeah, that's that's kinda not the case, sadly.
1: I think yeah, no poisons to abuse. No because
0: we had yeah, not on the other team. I was gonna say I think poisons were banned, but then I'm looking at the Alolan mug like, wait, that's a poison dart. Poisons were definitely not banned. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> it's giving you a dirty look.
0: So, like, on that note,
1: no, I, I think, yeah, I think the between the Malmar and the Lantern, you have just enough of an okay. in, of an edge that, that the two one fair. makes sense because
0: Lantern can also take care of the I forgot Lantern can take care of the Feeny, so that's a nice outside the box pick. Yeah, and so good on Gino, thanks for thinking for uh, thinking outside the box on that one. On to the next trio. It's the other way around for this one, so. Caspian Pike brought the same team, but got 3-0'd by Lamb Chops. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Greg used the data they got from fighting that team and was able to help Lambchops secure a
1: 3-0. I'm also I'm looking at the differences too between Lamb Chops and Greg's lineup because they were not the same. Um,
0: yeah, I was I was about to say Zylus, Frostlass. And Cradley, where the changes. However, going up against the opponent, it would be the Dragonair, Cradley, Lantern, and Frostlast Mirror match. On paper, Malamar can technically take care of his wireless and Aurora's because they can threaten Superpower. But the catch is that Superpower has to land.
1: And you're you're taking a debuff for it. On the on the other hand, you're much better prepared for Lantern. So you have less of that issue to worry about. I think you can focus more on the Malamar and keep it corralled a little better because you're not also having to navigate a mostly bad right. position against the opponent. I'm going to say on
0: this one, the, none of the superpowers did not land when they were supposed to, and that allowed Lambchop to take a three-zero victory over Caspian Pike.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna echo something you said earlier with the Dragonair on Lam side, where I I think here it worked. I mean, it just it just got to do its thing as the premier safe swap or or lead for Primeval because there was there was no you immediate think? threat to it. Because I think
0: no, because Wireless has a higher attack stat than Dragonair. No,
1: that yeah, but they're on the same. Oh, I'm team. sorry. But that's what I'm saying though is is that the okay. Dragonair on Lambchop's side is is gotcha. I was looking at in them. a in a great position here to just to, to give its to give the the frost last either something to farm down and get ahead on energy or a shield advantage, whichever they happen to need. <laughs> there there are there are a lot of Dragonairs. It, it, it is so hard to keep literally all of four slots in this matchup, so <laughs> Yeah. So it but just that, that there was one side that that favored where where one Dragonair was a bit more free than the other. No leg <laughs> I mean still still an impressive still an impressive 3-0, but I think because the team is exactly the same as far as the Brave Nerds players, you get to see where it was helpful in one right. end they didn't and have the same advantages. In I the think other this slot.
0: one. I think this particular matchup was the last one that needed to be played, so this was kind of like for all the marbles. And I think Greg was in the in the in the coaching booth. Yeah.
1: The the difference maker.
0: So I'm kind of looking at the last two, aside from the Dunsparce from Conky, because Dunsparce is the absolute second best Johto Pokemon right behind Lantern. I'm not seeing anything really worth uh, bringing up.
1: I mean, it's it's cool that they both they both brought Hypno. That that one hasn't been super common, but
0: well, one was a Shadow and one was a regular. Yeah, however you otherwise,
1: otherwise very very similar teams. We have DLo and Nine Tails on one side, but
0: nothing to charm at.
1: Not, yeah, not much for it to do outside of. <laughs> the opposing frost last
0: unless maybe it brought powder snow and decided to weather ball or psi shock the competition away but that's all i can really think of i think I, yeah
1: i and i i do like i do like that that's in your in your headspace that you're also looking at it as the other the other version but i yeah i, I, I don't think that one had had legs here either
0: yeah i think this was essential. Well, it's weird though because the, the team, Little Winery, won, but I think that they won at a disadvantage because I don't think Nine Tails had any play on this during this fight.
1: Yeah, it's 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 weird to think of a five v six as having an advantage, but uh, I, I just uh, the greeting maybe. I think in
0: this one, Bullet nah, Seed nah, kind I'm of made. It. <laughs> okay I was, I was about to say I think Bulletsy ingredient with body slam and crunch might have been the play
1: and maybe that is something you can do to throw them off but as, as far as just the, the center of the team the meat of the team of double frost last beedrill like that's, that's been good all season for a reason or a cycle rather right
0: yeah they, they do cover each other's weaknesses really well
1: and double, double has the right moves and just enough bulk that it can get away with a lot as well.
0: Yeah, double. I feel a little bad for not catching the Wooloos when they were out and about, and now they're essentially non-existent.
1: <laughs> well, and I I got some redemption after doing one of those elite raids because that was one of the special spawns that showed up this last time was a Wooloo.
0: I'm jealous. I only got Deerling and one Dragonite.
1: I mean, Dragonite is neat. We got... Clary and Mr. Mime also, and that was kind
0: of. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, so did I tell you the story of I named this Dragonite Captain uh, Captain Fat because
1: I would remember that. So no.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna tell everyone the story. So while I was so while I was out doing a raid train for Psystrike Strike Mewtwo, we it was I think it was during the Pokemon Pokemon Championship weekend as well. Because like Dragonite and Snorlax were very common at this time, we were looking for an egg, and a Dragonite had spawned in our car. And I was sitting there with Bready, Burrito, and Vikings fan. And we had all the windows down, and this Dragonite would not stay in the in the ball. So I forgot about my surroundings, and I yelled, "Get in the ball, you fat f!" And when I said that, like when I, I said it pretty loudly, this old lady that happened to hear me walk by and turned around and pointed at herself, like, "Were you talking to me?" And my and burrito had pointed it out and said, "Taco, there's, a, there's, there's an old lady that's staring at us." And I looked back at him because I thought he was joking, and I said, "Did I stutter?" And so when I caught the dragonite, I named it Captain Fat F. And now, whenever I see a dragonite, I, I said, "Look, guys, I caught another."
1: I also like how you doubled down. You're just like, <laughs> yes.
0: I had, I just had to. I I honestly didn't believe him, and then I looked and saw the old lady, and I'm like, well, I can't really I can't really come back from this one. There's nothing you can say to an old lady to make her feel better. So just gotta just gotta lay into it. <laughs> Talk with dog. insulting grandma since 2022.
1: Way back in 2022.
0: Anyway, so copper tier.
1: How'd, how'd that go for copper people?
0: So I will only. So I only really want to mention two things that happened. Number one, beginner to winner won, and due to tiebreakers, they had an 18 point lead over second place which was the Switchmasters. So Team Beginners wonder safe to say they dominated Copper tier and will be moving on into the Silver tier.
1: Oh man. They, yeah, they almost had two bouts worth of wins over the next team.
0: And next. because because Fletchinderella Story or Utah Pokemon Rangers beat Fletchinderella Story they were able to sneak in and kick out 7 deadly simps for the last promotion spot despite 7 deadly simps 14 to 7 victory over self league San Antonio
1: well they get to stick around for another cycle so can't be too mad about that
0: i think, yeah and you know Lyle Jeffs is making made another great impressive 3-0 in open great league yeah, so he, i think he moves it was
1: slots officially i guess
0: yep so loud, Jeffs! With the, with another win streak on your hand. Congrats to you guys and the rest of the team. I wish you all the best of luck oh, in Silver Tier. And it's very sad to hear that we will no longer be reco- re- reporting on the team beginner to winner escapades and the adventures that you and the team will bring. So best of luck to you guys.
1: And don't don't come back. You hear. <laughs>
0: We'll see you guys on the battlefield one day. So, unfortunately, I'm not looking... Not really looking to try to dive into beginner to winner with the 19-2 victory.
1: Yeah. Understandable. But, you know, Fletch and Dorella had another... <laughs> oh, man. 10-11 loss.
0: They had a 3-0 both sides. And they even won the primeval slot. I think that unfortunately, with prime like primeval, though they had five good points out of it, the rest and, yeah, and Celestio being a
1: five to one in a single meta is
0: and seven to two overall. I think just in this one they had a case of the the angry bottoms and struggled in the open tiers a bit. Because I, I won't lie, we did from we did for a time.
1: I, I do course, hope that master league especially becomes more um how how do i want to say this it it stops being so polarized even just uh i mean the restrictions are fine it's it's really that it feels like there are certain players that just have an edge because they're they're just so much better versed in master league (laughs) and that's a little true still in ultra/celestial just because it's it's not great it, like anything not great league is is already not as widely played and I, I just i want there to be a more competitive master league slot in general like i don't know how to make that happen or anything like that it just it's it's weird how often it's 3-0 one way or the other just be it, <sighs>
0: Well, I think... Almost coughed. That's okay. I was going to say, I think that in this particular... Like in the Master League, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago as well, that when it comes to the Master League, this one is very much if you have candy that you got from raiding your Pokemon, as well as the Stardust you collected from catching everything. The, The main thing with Master League is... I think that because it's open, and I'll say it once, I'll say it a thousand times, XL Candies, in my opinion, were the dumbest, were one of the dumbest implications from Niantic. I think it was very much just a blatant cash grab to try to get people out to raid more, aside from, ooh, shiny Pokemon.
1: Well, and especially that it came out as as the same time as their mega raids, and how much of a cash grab those were also, like... That yeah, was, it was it was not a good look overall. Like obviously both have have gotten to a better space, but they, they would were say don't, they were very uh, transparent at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I would say don't get me wrong, like when the advent of X, like, I still don't like using XL Candy to power up Pokémon to 50. I think it's very very dumb. And at least in Open Master League, the the fact that you need very high level 45 and up pokemon to be like competitive does make the master league slots very very hard to very hard to kind of stay competitive because if you're say walking a legendary 20 kilometers a day for just that one candy chance or if you're using a rocker like some trainers do and that's just the way that that's just the way some players play and there's no there's no really proof unless the person says look guys I got a rocker and now I'm going to I'm going to build all these awesome Pokemon Like some people view it as cheating myself included I think that maybe if self like self arena could kind of use like for one cycle say okay only level 40 Pokemon and below like a, a premier style cup say only level 40 and below you can still use legendaries but no XLs are allowed just to see how how the community would respond to it
1: I, I like that you're thinking of ideas to make the resource problem less of a thing but as far as playing the actual games i think the biggest reason that it's set to 50 right now on the sylph is just because they have nowhere to control that like the great and ultra have the hard caps of of 15 and 2500 where masters doesn't have that and being (laughs) being able to spot just based on the the cp when you're being gamed or not and keep track of best buddies and stuff like it's it would be i think it would be asking a lot but um well yeah just just we we, we've talked about the xl side before the the part to me that I, i know it gets exacerbated by the resource limitations but just that there has been so much less play time by most of the players in master league i, I feel like it shows the most because of how often it, it goes three three oh
0: and then the other thing where you, i was yeah. like going back to the resource problem is you have players like i'm not going to name names like in my home community they have 15 20 30 million stardusts because they always hit the weekly catch cap, because they're always walking, and I sometimes they'll invite me to go on walks or bike rides with them. And then when I ask them how come they don't power up Pokemon, they say, "Oh, I'm already using like the best Mons for like raids and stuff, and I don't really like PvP, so I just collect it." And then you have people like myself that try to stay at on over a just over a million Stardust, but and like the the re, like there's no there's no really easy way around it. Master League. Is definitely geared towards the players that have been playing a very long time and just like to max out pokemon for the sake of maxing out pokemon now they're maxing out pokemon that are good for pvp
1: yeah it's, it's a very different game if you're not sinking resources into one or the other <laughs> right it's like well i can i can sit pretty because i can already do all the raids and that's that's kind of the thought around a lot of the megas and even leveling to 50 in the first place on the pokemon is well the level 40 counters win the raid so why, why would i want to level them up to 50
0: yeah because now like looking at guzzlord right now you can you can essentially solo the raid with level 30 fairies i never thought well i,
1: will, I awesome. will say yeah I, w- I will say it's it's one of those where because the raid is easy i've done fewer remote raids or i I feel less pressure to help people raid whereas i know there's still going to be some people who can't do it on their own but i feel like if they find one other person they're okay because you can still get it down with a competent duo in half of the timer
0: right and like i said there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that it's just at least now like in the northern hemisphere uh It's gonna. The only real way to farm Stardust is to either go play your GBL sets,
1: or do which we do have bonus dust coming up.
0: That's true. Triple Stardust. Mark it on your calendars. Or try to go outside and catch Pokemon before the cold weather sets in. And I'll let you know. This past weekend, when we were when we had the Teddy Ursa community day, I could barely get 125 Stardust because it was just so bone chilling. Cold out, but I still tried. I really did.
1: I think it's. I think it's better if I don't tell you what the weather was like for my community days.
0: <laughs> I mean, you out in California, it's gonna be sunny and eighty degrees. So,
1: just just you know, some some nice light jacket weather. <laughs> so, Have an excuse to go to the coffee cart.
0: Okay, so about sixty degrees.
1: I mean, it is still warmer than that, but yeah, That's not fair. not eighty anymore. <laughs>
0: Well, I will say over here in in the, the Midwest, it's probably going to be looking like it's a harsh winter. It did snow today as well, most of the day, actually.
1: I did see my sister posted a story. So she, she fosters dogs, and so this was the first time her foster had seen snow. I was like, oh, man. Oh, that's snowing dog. already. You went a little nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet. The only time I get to see that is when my old dog Maddie forgets that she's seen snow, but she likes to go play in it anyway. But she's like a little she's like a little weenie dog, so she'll run outside, get super cold, and then run back inside and try to warm up. But anyway, we gotta we gotta go back to Pokemon Go on this one.
1: <laughs> well in our in our counterbalance I guess for the 3 0 on Utah Ranger side was that Fletch and took Primeval 5 1.
0: Right. With one Pokemon that's kind of standing out is the Hasui and Quillfish on Repassant's
1: team. We've done this one. It's it's, it's three words, ran past tense. Oh yeah,
0: ran past tense. (laughs) You would think after nine weeks of following this team, I would learn how to pronounce their names. Nope. But I think with this particular matchup, I forget Hasui and Quillfish can learn Ice Beam. And I think that was a really good surprise move, for like Dragonair, Altaria, Cradily, and then Shadow Ball, like dual nuke for Shadow for Frostlass.
1: Yeah, especially since you're not getting a lot of mileage out of Aqua Tail comparatively. It, I mean, double nuke seems actually pretty interesting here, especially if you run something like Poison Sting over the Poison Jab, so you get them faster.
0: Right, and I. I'm not really seeing anything that Poison Jab would directly threaten outside the Cradley. So I think you would want to use Poison Sting in this particular matchup.
1: I like I like that read a lot. And then we, we see our friend Drudagon popping up.
0: Drudagon, the dragon that tries his best, but
1: Three three dragon or three Dredagon across the four slots this time. It's
0: very impressive. The the unfortunate part kind of going into the Timeless and the Sorceress slots of... I'm seeing a Venusaur in Timeless and in Sorceress, and then Gengar, which is a pretty... I haven't seen Gengar used in Great League. I see a lot in the Ultra League, but I'm usually seeing Haunter in there.
1: Gengar? Yeah, Gengar has historically had more moveset options than Haunter. Obviously, Haunter just got Ice Punch, so it has sort of a, a different use case now than the Gengar, but... Yeah, and the, Gang- the slight, slight extra bulk on Gengar, which is still kind of weird to think about, just because of the mechanics of how Pokemon Go levels work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slightly more bulk on Gengar.
0: Yeah, and I think that with, like, at least in this matchup, I, I'm not really seeing a any any mileage out of Gengar in this one.
1: Yeah, you have already got you've already got the Venusaur covered better with the Abomasnow
0: and the Blaziken cuz they have Blaze Kick and say Blaze Kick and say Stone Edge or Brave Bird. I haven't forgotten about Brave Bird.
1: Yeah, it, it, that, it's just one of those things where you kind of need three or four Blaziken just to have all the move sets because it feels bad to TM Stone Edge away or Blast Burn, for that matter.
0: Oh, I didn't feel bad TMing uh, away my Blast Burn. <laughs> when, a- when Elite TMs came out, the first thing I did was I had too many Blast Burns, so I swapped out my best PvP one for Stone Edge. And I have no regret.
1: Yeah, here here I'm betting Braper just so you can actually hit everything for neutral. Um, but yeah, the, as, as soon as the Gengar sees a Poison Dark on the other side, I think it's, it's lights not... Out. Yeah, it's probably not going to show. The
0: only way I could possibly um, see Gengar having some play is if it had an energy lead and it l- was able to land a focus blast on Skunk Tank.
1: Mm. That's it. I did go and check quickly just to see if there was a reason they thought that Gengar was going to be good here, but from the looks of it, this, pers- this, this trainer used the same team every bout so oh
0: so it was like a hard counter city sadly that does happen
1: i just think they like gengar
0: oh i mean there's like there was there was like four or there there was like four teams that were built around or not like four faction teams that had gengar as their mascot our our old team name included
1: gengar is popular it's a, it, it is a fun pokemon but I don't think it had a good time in this particular matchup.
0: Yeah. So with with that being said, and copper tier finally falling into place, we're pretty much now officially set in stone. Are you ready to move on into the bronze, the chaotic, the most chaotic tier that we've had to f- look at,
1: just as far as the the final standings go,
0: and the shenanigans that were
1: pulled. Cool. Shenanigans. Tell me more.
0: Oh. Alright, so we're going right into bronze tier so y'all remember back in bout four when I made a comment about ties right they can sure,
1: only remember everything you say
0: I, that's good because I don't <laughs> so disputing and screaming because they tied and got 22 total points was able to beat out second place by one total point without with by, and also winning 18 less battles
1: That seems significant, Taco
0: (laughs) It is Because of that tie disputing and Screaming is skipping over Silver tier and going Straight into Gold tier Meanwhile, SoCal Swablu Blue is going To move up into Silver tier Once again Adding to the SoCal Swablu wants to be Wants to have a whole faction Or a whole tier dedicated to themselves And just have them fight each other don't know why, but it's there. And then, this is the other interesting part. The team that Disputing and Screaming tied against, Battle Club Orlando, because of their tie, was able to sneak in and steal the last promotion spot from the Thunderdome while not, while bringing in 13 less total battle wins over them.
1: So what you're saying is the, the tie was entirely good for both teams that tied
0: in this case yes ties are op please nerf in the next patch
1: like obviously i still wonder about the tie but (laughs) having things land where they did it just feels like there was this gentleman's agreement it's like well one point for each of us sounds good
0: i feel really bad for the thunderdome because they did they had such a good run after kind of, after kind of being on some shaky ground you know they lost against the Juggernauts the uh, Swablu blue and Sea King pin and then they were upset by the Pogo Raiders and the swell sprouts so I understand like where like their losses were because the only the only upset that I was seeing was from swell sprouts the other ones they were really good teams however that tie just kind of threw a whole wrench into everything and my goodness, I don't know where to start and where to dive in.
1: <laughs> well, I was I was taking a cursory glance over at uh, Swell Sprouts and NM PVP because they had a knockdown dragout eleven ten matchup,
0: and I think well the sad part on both of them is they were kind of playing for respect, but they were still getting relegated to copper tier. And so, see Kingpin and the Thunderdome are the teams that are staying. So. I know that last time I said this was C Kingpin's tier to lose. I think I might have been wrong because they they definitely lost some games that I th- feel like they could have won. I'm looking at you.
1: I think I think this was I think this was more a case of they looked really good out the gate and just just kind of have to learn that when you're playing everyone, <laughs> the, the the early standings may not be as indicative just because we we don't know the comparative strength of all the teams yet
0: right and that's a, that's a pretty fair assumption and so well i was also kind of looking like throughout that tie is just like the only like non-filled-in slot in a sea of greens and reds and so kind of yeah like... i mean
1: it's it's one of the few tiers that actually played every other match to 21 points
0: and so in this particular one the it's NM- like they know
1: how to do this or something
0: yeah going into swell sprouts and nmpvp for a second they the nmpvp team in this i believe this is the team with only seven people yeah so they managed to take both primeval slot and uh, the timeless slot while offsetting well, unfortunately getting offset the three o in Primeval with a three o in Sorceress. And in Celestial, Totodile Homie brought a Flygon, but lost, which means they are banned from using Flygon for the rest of eternity because Flygon's supposed to be an auto-win. I'll take your Flygon card, please. It is a, it
1: is a Shadow Flygon, though, so it is, it is at least in pain.
0: I mean, when you fight with a Flygon, you already have that expectation of... You're, it's not that tanky. We're so. gonna
1: take it up a notch.
0: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh,
1: it is. It is nice to see Kilos take the win, though.
0: It really is too. the
1: The Skarmory, the Skarmory Gliscor was a choice. I mean, having watched how Reggie Rock is super central to Celestial, Gliscor just lends itself to 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 busting that up really well. Yeah,
0: and then. Do you think that Skarmory brought Steel Wing for Regirock? or is that just a Flying Cup exclusive?
1: <laughs> I, I think that's that's pretty much just Flying Cup slash when Jet forgets to TM back from Flying Cup. You know,
0: you could just get another Skarmory and put Steel Wing on that one.
1: Can't can't do it. Oh okay. Gotta have gotta have my rank five Skarm. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm moving over to dispute and screaming who lost the primeval slots. Oh my goodness, the spice continues with this team. By how
1: much? 4-2. Okay.
0: Yeah. AK Ak Squirrel brought a Alolan Golem and a Haxorus. Nice. Alolan Golem is definitely a choice.
1: Especially after the rollout nerf, I feel like it's not as useful as it was.
0: Not in this case. I mean, maybe you hit Aurora as well, but you're still getting hit back for pretty super effective damage. And
1: and I mean, compared to the the Graveler, you do have access to the Wild Charge, but still.
0: And then you also have two counter users in Sudowoodo and Haxorus. My, that's a that's a pretty rough going if you don't get your Pokemon lined up the way you think they're going to be, at least from an outsider's perspective looking in. And then you see you have your Dragonites or Dragonair, excuse me. And Celio can kind of take care of Altaria a bit. But I'm not seeing a definitive counter to that lantern.
1: I mean, they they do have two dragons, so lantern obviously has them beat in bulk. But as far as the type matchup goes, you're gonna have to spend a lot of the bulk just to deal with the dragon.
0: That's fair. But like I said, um, like I said at the onset, the the dragon air. It's kind of like the only answer to it, but I'm not seeing how you were able to line that up with the other teams, or not line it up with the other teams, but like line it up against Luis Carroll 24's team, since they had different answers to Dragonair. A lot of answers to Dragonair, actually.
1: <laughs> they did not have a fairy though, so th- I mean, they this could be a good time for AK Squirrel to switch Haxorus over to Dragon Tail and just have two Dragon mode.
0: Oh yeah, that could but then you well no because then you saw the sudoku so okay i see what you mean now i mean i, I still don't like the choice but i can respect it
1: <laughs> I, I just mean it's it's got surprise factor and the fast move pressure in this meta i think is generally going a long way like obviously this particular matchup had the the thickest of the boys all in one place with altaria lantern yeah but and then Celio on the other team, but yeah. And then Aurora the tank. i don't, so I'm still not sure where Aurora sits. Like,
0: I think like if you have, I think if you have a Pokemon that you have to build to over level, I think like level wise, if you have to build it to over level twenty, I would consider that pretty bulky. But that's just like my my reasoning for it.
1: It does have a lot of HP. That was maybe something that I missed.
0: Well, just because you have a lot of HP doesn't this... Well, I would say just because you have a lot of HP, if you have, you would need to back it up with either good defense or a good offense. No.
1: So it's it's fairly comparable to something like a Celio. A rocky Celio. Like it's 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 yeah, it's slightly less bulky and has worse typing, but it's good to kind of place it in my brain because I, I don't think I'd, I'd gotten that far yet. Right. Okay. Where to, where to me, just because of because of the typing, like it felt a lot more frail than it actually was.
0: Well, yeah, if you pair it up with a counter user, it gets melted faster than an ice cream on a hot summer day, and I can understand that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Or even a rock type, because rock it can hit super effective against ice, but
1: mm-hmm, or rock also mm-hmm. hits
0: neutral against rock, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So kind of going up to the next. The next Prime oh, else. man. What's up?
1: Uh, I just I just moved up also and so you uh, immediately see another Haxorus.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I'm um, not sure what Colofran and AK Squirrel were wanting to do with Haxorus or just really wanted to make it work. I but, love it, personally. But in this one, the you had two counter users. I'm going to say counter was used in this one. And then you had both of them brought fairies and then bar bar barbarical mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. barbaracle <laughs> i'm gonna say it the first one barbarical with a very good showing another choice was made but i think uh Galler mt's more meta line won out on this one which I mean, that's that's nothing too bad per se.
1: No, no, I, you know, I, I feel like this one was maybe more like I don't know how to say the standard rotation overall. Even even seeing a Haxorus, it was basically doing the the pseudo Wudo job ah, without okay. being a third without being a third rock type.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I see what you saw. I see what you're saying. But, okay, but I mean, like, even though the rock types are gonna get hit pretty hard by say lantern with uh, surf the cradley can at least hit back and barbarical can hit frost like they both do different jobs per se so yeah, i th- i
1: mean like the, the cradle the, the is super comfortable against the lantern i think the the snorlax probably ended up doing a lot here
0: with the standard lick body slam superpower
1: yeah it's like especially if you do something like throw it into the lead where you're free to clear superpower debuffs like nothing is resisting the lick so
0: that that is a definite thing to look at too uh, that was one thing I didn't notice and so kind of going into the <laughs> I would say I was going to move up to the master league slot for a second but then I saw the Reshiram and I was like gosh darn it another Reshiram or another Reshiram guard, guard, on core
1: I think we might have pointed it out before, like, why it's a little bit more popular in general. And I think it's just the fact that you get around the restricted pick that way.
0: Oh, you know, I forgot about that one, honestly.
1: Because Zekrom is on that list, but Reshiram is not. So you do get a lot of stats out of Reshiram, and it's not one of your restricteds.
0: See, I, I gotta remember what that restricted list was and I'll remember to put that in the notes for the next, for the start of Cycle 3.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have a lot to visit just based on all of the new metas, but...
0: And hopefully they get announced if we're, soon-ish.
1: Yeah, if we're, if we're gonna point at one reason Reshiram is showing up more than you think it should, <laughs> I'm gonna say that's, that's the big one.
0: That's fair. And, well, I, we can go, we can talk about, like, the downtime of sylph after we look at disputing and screaming's run because i'm surprised that a team that lost both that lost the primeval slot and the map and both two of the th- or both open slots essentially was able to turn it around in winning celestial basically three owing when you need to needed to and especially like looking in timeless the double grass core was brought against a double or a triple water core
1: and there's the there's the luxury again too
0: luxury with psychic fangs is a really good is really I would say threatening because even if you say land a psychic fangs and I was kind of like thinking back when we were first talking about like where would luxury be good a good fit if you land a psychic fangs and then dip out to a different Pokemon, or they might dip out, because now it's like, oh, I'm down a defense I'm down a defense stage, so I have to clear that debuff as fast as possible. Do I stay in and take another one and then switch out? Or do I give up switch and hope that I don't get hard countered? And you kinda play mind games with that Luxray. Also, Luxray should get Fire Fang.
1: <laughs> it, it needs more fangs to go with the psychic fangs
0: it, it's got psychic fang it can learn thunder fang it can learn ice fang it's not a very well, good pokemon right. in terms of vgc but it can learn all the fang moves and it has guts as an ability like get on this niantic okay i'll get off my soapbox i guess
1: the <laughs> i guess the thing about it that would be nice like especially if it got one of the fang moves is you would have a lot more immediate mileage out of psychic fangs because right now the the fast move pressure is non-existent like it does snarl or spark and yep those are those are not on the the dps side of things which is which is which is why it just it feels like a weird pick to me still and that's like fun. yeah you can you can you can get some of that Drapion esque playstyle out of it, but I don't know if it's worth it at this junction. Like, again, like, it's probably not the fairest place to examine just because it's on the, the losing side. Receiving end. Yeah, the receiving end of a 3 0, where it didn't have a lot to hit.
0: The only thing I'm really seeing they could possibly hit would be Venusaur with that Psychic Fangs. That's about it. But,
1: but, like, Venusaur can take the psychic things comfortably. I know. And Luxray cannot tank a, ph- a frenzy plant.
0: <laughs> it tries its best. But, I mean, then you also have, like, I know this Macargo was an incinerate Macargo just by the first three, four mons being pretty hard, like, hurting pretty hard against it.
1: I, I mean, either mode on the Macargo is, is happy here because Galv, Obama, Snow, and Crustle are all weak to rock, also, so.
0: Right. Either just, way. I'm going to guess that this Macargo went, was probably used as a safe switch, and more often than not, it was brought up against a lantern.
1: Right where it didn't want to be.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it could have been a water gun lantern to. Well, no, you can't really use a water gun lantern because you're seeing Jealousy and Dugong and
1: yeah well and to to me this is just like he, the Eskargan's team is is just so safe chilling with lantern and Kova where you you almost can pick anything to go with them and
0: and just run with it yeah I mean that's fair
1: they're 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 just there's there's just some matchups where You can run a line of three and there's nothing your opponent can do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is unfortunately one of that cases. By the way, just wanted to point this out. If dragons were allowed in Timeless, Kingdra would have ran circles around a cargo. Just saying.
1: I mean, you you drop a Kingdra in the middle of this matchup and it's pretty happy.
0: Yes, very much so. That's, that's it's like still... It still
1: doesn't. It still doesn't love the grass types, but
0: I still don't agree with Niantic not allowing dragons and anyone but Primeval and banning Flygon. That isn't in Great League, but I have to respect it.
1: I mean, we, we played it out. <laughs> yeah, we did. I do like the the Dragalge Dr- Dr- and Sorceress. I
0: was about to comment on that. Dragalge is one of definitely one of the Pokemon that you don't see in Great League that often. But in restricted. It was metas. one of the
1: remix cups that it was super good. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely got a place.
0: And more limited metas, definitely. It looks like a triple poison core from I play track versus uh, double normal and double ice. However, that's skunk tank. I mean
1: it, it, it just looks like a lot of a lot of HP.
0: I'm ninety percent sure that Skunk Tank was running bite and the Alolan Muk was running Poison Jab. Or vice versa, Skunk Tank was with Poison Jab, Alolan Muk was running Snarl.
1: I wish I had your certainty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All because like when you run two poisons, that like Skunk Tank can dish out a lot of damage, and Alolan Muk can generate a lot of energy. It's probably somewhere around that line, kind of deal with Frostlass and Alolan Ninetales, because I know that I see Dragalge, and I was like, oh, I have to bring my Ice type. But if I bring Celio, I might get hit by like a Hypno with Thunder Punch or something. Because Thunder Punch Hypno is looking real happy with that Goldbat Bat and Celio on the other side.
1: I think this is the first Triple Ice Sorceress team that I've seen too.
0: Uh, definitely would. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Triple, po- triple Poison versus Triple Ice. I forgot about Alola Ninetales for a second. But kind of... It was
1: the it's it's the best option for ab- absorbing the dragon tail damage, but charm in general wasn't wasn't a bad look here.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: And... The, the poison jabbers are unfriendly, but charm still chunks.
0: Yeah, and you don't really need a third powder snow user in this case, so charm tails definitely was the play here.
1: I really like the Dragalge in general, though. It's just <laughs> it's just one of my faves.
0: Dragalge was a decent Gen six Pokemon. I remember I, I first one I,
1: I didn't play
0: I remember I first played against it and I had Sylveon on my team and I'm thinking to myself like oh it's a I have a fairy type on my team I'm gonna hit dragologygy with a moon blast and it only did like a quarter health because I didn't know it was a poison type and it landed a sludge bomb and there went my Sylveon
1: that was the moment you knew you messed up
0: I, yeah that's when I learned what fairy's weakness was because I I didn't know anything about that type at all.
1: All these newfangled typings. Going back can to just Gen Just go 1. five, five gens and throw in something new.
0: I'm, I'm gonna go back to to Gen One. There was 15 types to worry about.
1: No, I'd rather not go back to when <laughs> Psychic was
0: overpowered as
1: hell. That, that broken.
0: It's because Psychic had I'm, no I'm weaknesses. Glad,
1: I'm glad Steel got reined in. Also, like I, I feel like. I disagree. We're. We're in we're in the best spot that we have been. There there is no reason for steel to resist dark,
0: but steel is such a defensive typing. Like
1: it's it still is the best defensive typing by far. It needs to be more defensive. Boss,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay. So I'll I'll agree with some exceptions. However, I do want to point out that like Pokemon like Metagross when they lost that and now they take super effective damage from dark types in like the main series game. I can't use Metagross that often and it makes me sad. It's just not fair.
1: It's called balance, Taco.
0: I don't like balance. <laughs> I want as
1: all things should be.
0: I want to be able to press a button, Pokemon go burr and I win.
1: This this is this is a uh, topic we were not going to agree on. <laughs> no,
0: we're not we're going to agree to disagree. So, with that being said, we have now covered the final the final bout of the final tier. I think it's time for a, a commercial break. What
1: about you? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was cycle 2, everybody.
0: So, this was the end of cycle 2. Before we go to break, I do want to point out that the Self Arena team will be taking will be taking 2 weeks off for the self arena team however we'll try to catch up on for like next week's show i guess we'll try to catch up on play po- what's happening in the play pokemon world as well as actually that's the only thing that that's the only thing i can really think of at the moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's happening
0: <laughs> as well as cover new meadows when they drop because the arena team likes to wait a week which I think later this week they might drop the metas and then we'll have something to talk about next month. Oh sorry, next month, next week because if you're thinking about joining a faction or starting your own because we I guess and I guess we inspired you guys to try it or if you even want to join our faction, the sign ups start Monday, November the 28th and go all the way to December the 3rd. It's a very short window and then we have we have Eleven weeks of battling because two weeks will be taken off for the holiday season, right after bout two, of all times. So just a
1: little, a little stop and start for you.
0: It's like a recap of last of this past cycle when we had to stop in cycle three because of Niantic broke their game.
1: Oh, you mean bout three or whatever?
0: Yeah, or yeah, bout three when Niantic broke their game.
1: <sighs> I got three. I almost it forgot it. about that.
0: A taco never forgets, except when they always do. But, anyway, with that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with some GBL progress, bullying taco, and, of course, the community question of the week.
1: it will be great. (laughs)
2: Hello, this is Professor Elm, and... I am in a bit of a predicament. I was wondering if there were any eccentric trainers who would be willing to make a delivery of some sorts. You see, Mr. Pokemon, just outside Cherry Grove City, has informed me that he has a very rare Pokemon egg that would be great for my research. He even has some company in, the famous Pokemon Professor Oak. If you are able to, but do not have any Pokemon, No worries, I have three Pokemon that would be just beautiful for the adventure over there. Unfortunately, you can only choose one Pokemon. They are Chikorita, Cyndaquil, or Totodile. These three Pokemon, one of these three Pokemon, will help you in case you get tangled in the weeds and have to fight off against some Rattatas or Sentrits. I really hope that you guys, I really hope that somebody can pick up this delivery soon as Pokemon eggs are vital to my research. Did I mention I was Professor Elm?
0: Hello, Dragon Teamers. Enter the Dragonair's Den has been made possible by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one platform that allows you to create, edit, and post your podcasts. The best part? It's completely free. Did I mention it also allows you to distribute your podcast to Apple, Google, Spotify, and many more. To learn more, go to anchor.fm to sign up. I can't wait to give your new podcast a listen. Music for Enter the Dragonair's Den has been brought to you by the wonderfully talented video game artist Lizane. You can find their entire music library on Spotify and on YouTube in the description below. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. You
1: always enjoy the commercials, Taco.
0: Look, they keep our lights on, so as long as they're going to keep keeping our lights on, I'm going to enjoy the commercials. Because sometimes they're entertaining. Sometimes they're cringy. But I like the entertainment factor, okay? So, we're going to go ahead and now plug our Patreon, where you can support the show Monetary for as little as a dollar. The different tiers get you different different access to our Discord, a little Patreon section, some Q&As with the hosts, myself and Jet. By the way, that's also Jet. I mentioned him at the beginning of the show. And just kind of, you can also get access to our recording boot chat, where you can ask us live questions on air, and we will do our best to answer them. If we ignore it, or if we don't answer it, it's not because we're ignoring you. It's mainly because I have one monitor and the other monitor hasn't come in yet to look at said questions. If, however, you are unable to support the show monetarily, we do just ask that you give us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast via Spotify, Spotify, Anchor, Google, the big ones, and leave us a review. If it's witty enough... We'll put it on our Good Things Fridge, and uh, I was going to say listen to it on the show, but talk about it on the show.
1: (laughs) Just speech-to-text it real quick.
0: I'll do text-to-speech. So, last episode was our championship week, and we did not put a community question but we do have two answers from two different two different community questions. One was from episode 5 where we had what custom cups or meta would you like to see in season 5 of the Sylph Arena's monthly cup series. And so MC Mario put Little Cup, please god. I will say that I am not the biggest Little Cup fan. But if the Arena does make a monthly cup series all about the Little Cup. I'm not gonna riot about it. Just ban Bronzo, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's a few things that you'll want out of the pool if you're if you're looking seriously at Little Cup, but I I don't mind picking up Little Cup if that's something that Niantic is gonna keep doing. <laughs> It's like I might as well be able to use them somewhere else. Like, I, I think I've talked about it before where I like to take some of, especially my super low level things that have nice IVs for Ultra League or whatever to build later on and just play them through a rotation of Little Cup that way, where I don't feel bad about unlocking a second move because I would do that for whatever they're ending up in. But I, just I w- <laughs> for it for its own merit, it, it does it doesn't really pan out.
0: I was gonna say that I'll use I'll do Little Cup if like the second charge move is like ten thousand Stardust to unlock. It's like super cheap. But that's just my my personal feelings
1: on it. I mean you you do get a few of those, especially with the element cup coming up with Bulbasaur and, and stuff.
0: You're right. And then last ep or not last episode i gotta stop saying last episode in episode six we asked you guys
1: (laughs) there were there were two episodes in like the same week so
0: yeah that was episode six and seven episode seven we didn't do a community engagement because we wanted to get championship week out as soon as possible but in episode six we asked you guys we asked y'all what pokemon has been your surprise pick in gbl season or gbl this season from any of the league's once again, Mr. MC Mario put Daddy Ferrothorn thick. I'm not sure if that refers to Great League or Ultra League, but Ferrothorn is always
1: <laughs> I'm I'm fairly positive it's referring to Great League in this case. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say Ferrothorn is always a great is always a great pick, even in the limited metas. The only thing that hurts it is a freaking fire type.
1: I also think it hasn't done as well in Ultra the last couple rounds just because the, the main meta isn't super kind to it as far as like even even Trevenant is a pretty big problem. Not, not even looking at the Talonflame because obviously that's an issue but it just doesn't have as much to hit as it has in the past like when Politoed Alola Ninetales was super common. The, the, the wall rain it can hit but it's also getting hit back back decently and you know that that thing is also coming with the trevenant so
0: uh-huh. and so like I think with when I see that I kind of do <laughs> I kind of do the like looking at ferrothorn and I just think talent plane is a menace to society and should be dealt with kind of given the Azumarill treatment, where they nerf certain moves, but the problem with it is, what do you nerf on a Talonflame without like affecting other Pokemon? And the answer is, make Incinerate a 7-turn fast move that generates 20 energy.
1: (laughs) It's it's truly... It would be truly (laughs) awful then. But, I mean, I I think... I think just having to live and die by the 5-turn fast move already is, is usually balance enough where obviously there are wrong ways to play against it but there's also a lot you can do wrong while you're using it and it's just not as flexible. That's that's kind of my, my biggest gripe when, when I'm running the Talonflame is like, man, it would be nice to have the option of catching a move next but I know that I can't because <laughs> I'm stuck in this animation.
0: What if we what if we buff ember to generate more energy and then give ember to more fire type pokemon
1: Uh, i i still am very much in the camp of fire needing help in all of the areas so whether that's looking at fire spin and ember again or looking at like some of the moves that really aren't Helping a whole lot. Like there's, there's so many low quality fire charge moves right now between, like literally everything from fire is 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 pretty awful outside of blast burn and weather ball, and those are those are not super widely used. It's like I guess blaze kick is okay, but that's literally just on one Pokemon. Yeah. But You you look at you look at things like flame thrower, flame burst fire, fire blast i guess is okay and i mean overheat is obviously the one that has has made the biggest impact on the game like especially off of like the shadow nine tails where yeah you can so, you can suddenly beat some pokemon that you resist no it just because it's yeah because it has such a such a huge amount of damage for the cost but largely largely it's a hard it's a hard type just because it's defensively not great and then throw on top of that your your options also then are limited just because the, the quality of the moves is low
0: that's fair and then I also forgot to plug in our community in our socials that we have a discord that I link in every single episode. So that y'all can kind of hang out, join us. We'll be doing some tournaments when the self Arena starts. And, of course, if you want to talk to Jet, that's the only way to really get in contact with him.
1: This this is the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I decided to make a Twitter for myself. So if you guys want to chat at me and say, Taco, you're wrong about Flygon and here's why. I'm not going to block you, but I am going to mute you.
1: I do, I do hope you you update the listeners if if you decide that the Twitter sphere gets gets too rowdy for you here.
0: No, I thankfully I, I have some pretty pretty thick skin and I know when to kind of get kind of decompress from the Twitter sphere. I won't. It's not an airport. I won't announce my departure. I'll just say, hey guys. So if you want to get a hold of me, I'm available on Discord, and that's about it. <laughs> but going into our community question for this week so we've kind of been following around following along for the entirety of cycle two and we kind of wanted to give you guys the question of after listening for the entirety of the cycle what is your opinion on self factions do you think it's something you would be interested in trying out do you think that you know the nine weeks is a little bit of or do you that the nine weeks is a little bit too much of a commitment do you think this is the absolute worst thing i've ever heard and i have no idea why i'm still listening this far all all uh, answers are valid you can answer the question by adding me by shooting me a message on twitter or just tagging me i am at taco dog underscore eight Alternatively you can go into our Discord and just answer the question in our general in our town square or general chat. All answer or we'll look at your answers and the best ones, pretty much all of them, as long as they don't have any profanity will be read on air. Can
1: can, can you answer these questions on Spotify as well?
0: You most certainly can. Spotify thankfully has a little section where you can answer the questions. Thank or I'm I like using Spotify since that's my main part of listening to podcasts, so I'm able to kind of like engage, engage with other podcasts there. I'm not sure if Apple Podcasts allows you to do the same, but there are methods of getting it out there. Or even if you want to shoot me a message on Discord. So it is now time for our next for our next section which is the salsa bar. So today
1: What's 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 on deck? What did <laughs> what did Taco do?
0: So today uh, it started snowing, and I decided to take my bike out riding. Some of you already know where this is going, it's okay. I, nothing t- I didn't do anything too dumb today, or this week. So I rode across this wooden bridge, and it had a, a lot of compacted snow on it, and I was able to cross over it with no problem, and I continued on my way to work. Well, on my way home, the, the snow was melted, and I'm thinking, oh, it's, someone shuffled the snow off, and everything's fine. Well, today I learned that when wood gets wet, wood is very slick, and I slid off the bike just as quickly as I got on that bridge. Thankfully, it was it was as honestly just a slide. It felt like I was sledding again, like sledding down a hill. And when I got back up, the this person like saw the whole thing and they said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was like honestly the most fun I've ever had." And that made falling off a bicycle pretty fun. So, thankfully, there was there was no injuries, and I just picked up the bike and rode
1: home. You didn't have to walk it off very far.
0: No, I, I didn't have to at all. The the chain had slipped off because the my bike bags in the back had made it skip. So I slapped it back on and rode off like nothing had happened. Of course, my my of course since the the ground was wet my pants were soaked but that was it
1: i'm glad there was someone there to to witness your your bike sled
0: <laughs> but yes bikes make terrible sleds guys just wanted to put that out there
1: but but still would, would you say it was a 10 out of 10 sledding experience
0: oh definitely 100 i want to do it again but with a real sled maybe when you come up here to the midwest come sledding with us Jet. You'll enjoy it. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of winter that I, that I still have have not done. And I feel I feel like my experience of sledding is fairly limited.
0: I'll tell you some stories after after we finish recording.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um,
0: so it is now time for the GBL progress, and so we'll start with you, Jet. How has your GBL progress been going?
1: <laughs> this was this was a great day <laughs> because <laughs> yesterday I had six sets because I had one banked. I hadn't played for a couple days after one of the the big things it was like Community Day or whatever, where it's just like I've played enough Pokemon today, and so I hop back in and across my thirty games I had fourteen wins so. I was back under 2,900, and then I went to 3,004 today.
0: Hey, look at that legend. Youth legend you. Yay.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talked about a couple of my, of my legend team picks today, where I pulled the trigger on a Scrafty for Ultra League, and so I, I guess I would call that my surprise pick, is that I finally built it, and then use that with uh, Nidoqueen and Talonflame I already had.
0: Okay. But oh, yeah, we didn't really ask the uh, what our opinion on self-factions were. <laughs> I just realized that.
1: I I hope our opinion on it has been somewhat obvious. I mean,
0: we're starting a faction. We'll see, we're going to see how far this goes.
1: <laughs> we're, we're attempting a faction.
0: We're attempting to faction. Hopefully we don't get beaten too badly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the other, just kind of stuff I did this week includes, um, one of my one of my birthday activities was signing up for the San Diego regional for play Pokemon as well.
0: You're gonna win that regional, I know it. I just know it. Oh man, (laughs) you're in. I mean,
1: like. We've, we've been uh, we've been running some some practice tournament stuff with a bunch of the local guys and it's just i feel much more prepared than a couple months ago when we started just kind of spitballing teams and stuff but i i'm very curious if we end up with any meta changes after the season ends and just like where the meta is by the time we actually play in january
0: <laughs> watch Waller and make a return I hope not. I really hope not.
1: I mean, it's it's never, like, it's not going to be what it was, but it, it still has a job to do, especially with how prevalent Altaria has become. How, how did your GBL week go since apparently you played?
0: I did play. I played a lot of Willpower Cup. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm sitting at a very comfortable 2367 it's not quite. It's not quite legend, but it's it's going up. I usually hang around the
1: 2200s, but definitely definitely in striking range for a veteran. If uh, you decide to make that that little cup push, I'm
0: I'm honestly thinking about it. I never do well with little cup, and of course, master league open is it's a no go for me. So there's that. I'll try to make that push, but I'm not making any promises.
1: I will I will say the end of season dust is worth it, just moving up one more rung than wherever you usually end up, because it's it's significant.
0: Right, and I'm I do really need some Stardust because depending on how our faction turns out and if we need to kinda of plug and play a little in different areas. I'm not really sure if I would be able to build very competitive bonds, but we'll see what happens with the next season.
1: Yeah, and like we mentioned earlier, I think it would just be fun to slot in more places because I've exclusively played Open Great League so far, and getting getting that itch to, to get into something that looks more like a regular self-meta, or even try out Ultra or something.
0: Right. Well, you're gonna have to Well, actually, no, we're, even though I guess I'll be designated as the captain, you're my co-captain, so, yeah, (laughs) the host gets to be the the co-captains, even though there's no co-captain role, but.
1: (laughs) I'm unofficially official.
0: Yeah, so, but yeah, we do have, you and I, I'll say you and I have a lot to work on before we sign up, like gotta coordinate time zones that I am terrible at (laughs) coordinate time zones and then draw some pretty pictures for our logo and where we have the name so we're good there but that is that's an episode you know so thank you all thank you all so much for listening and making it this far and I do want to let you all know that You know, as the dragon lovers that we are, you are now all officially dragon tamers. Thank you all for getting through our cycle together and being on this journey. And until next time, keep your dragon fangs sharp, watch out for those pesky ice types, and we will see you all in the next episode.
1: I really hope we get some of that new cycle news.